everyone. Thank you for joining us. I've never done a Twitter Spaces before, so please be patient. I'm going to wait another couple of minutes uh, for everybody to show up, and then I can't wait for everybody else. Actually, request to come on the stage, like everybody, or like I know we can only do 10 at a time, uh, but request away would be, you know, we're going to need to hear from people. And uh, so anyways, that would be great. I'll see if I can figure out how to get you on.
Okay. I am trying to figure out how to invite people on stage. Uh, let me see. Invite to speak. I have invited. Santiago requested. I thought I accepted. I'm inviting to speak again. Okay, we have a speaker, mech.txt. Welcome. Okay, this is great. Hey, everyone. I'm just inviting everybody to speak. I almost think like the first people in should be the first people on stage. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to need your help to uh, do this spaces here. So yeah, so anyways, hey everyone, welcome to this. Uh, are you getting the invites? Are you getting my invites to speak? I have invited Santiago, Mikey de la Creme, and mech.txt, can you hear me? Perfectly clear, Focabelli. Okay, awesome. People are coming oh. in. This is great. Excellent. Very nice talking the first time to you here. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah, we know each other through text, you know, just through Twitter text and maybe the images you make. So it's pretty funny. Where are you, mech.txt? Oh, I, I'm from Indonesia, so pretty wow. much a bit late for me, but it's still the perfect time to listen to Pocobelli, so... Well, I, I totally appreciate it, and it's great. And for everybody that's coming in, just request to speak. I'm learning how to use Twitter spaces here. So thank you for the patience here. And uh, Santiago, where are you uh, chiming in from? Hi, Adrian. I'm in Uruguay. Wow. Very cool. Okay, so... Having, having breakfast, it's... 11 a.m. and I went to bed like six last quote-unquote night. Well, that's not bad at all. It sounds like you had a, or you mean six, six at night, like in the morning. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, five hours ago I went to bed. I, I started, yeah, yeah, not good, not good. Well, thank you for joining us. Santiago, we love your art, and it's great to hear your voice. I mean, I beautiful. This... It's great to be talking to you, Adrian. That's great. I almost feel like this. This is like the first class of the semester where everybody gets to know each other or something. So again, any you know anybody and everybody, feel free to request to speak. I thought we what we could talk about today, and and hey to everyone. There's Haiti Rocket and Cabline. Again, it would be great uh, for people to request to speak, or I'll invite you and feel free to accept if you like. Hey, Haiti, good to see you. And uh, I thought what we could talk about today, uh, just as you know, it's kind of a meet and greet here, get to know each other a little bit over voice. But I thought we could just talk about what's exciting us these days, I guess in the arts, but it could almost be anything. But I say we keep it somewhat focused on the arts and kind of what's turning your head. I mean, we hear all the time what kind of is interesting me. And so I'm kind of curious uh, what's interesting other people out there, uh, particularly in the arts, whether it's a pixel art thing. Whether, I mean, for me, you know, I was thinking this question to myself today and I was thinking, 
it's probably still, you know, and it's like kind of over-discussed topic, but it probably is this raw AI thing is kind of what really, if you ask me what is the most kind of interesting thing for, for me right now, just in a purely, you know, what is turning my head and kind of has my curiosity. I mean, it's very topical. There's nothing too original about that. It's probably true for a lot of people, but that's what it is for me. So I don't know, uh, you know, mech.txt, what's exciting you right now in the arts? Well, uh, I've been trying to go into the range of degenerative artists, right? So I've been trying to do some drops in FX hash and stuff like that. But even before that, I've been quite fascinated by the, uh, by the you know, how the code makes some arts, you know. I think it's very interesting. And when it combined combined with the pixel art, I think it gave some kind of a new breath in, in pixel art. So yeah, I've been trying to, to understand at least. I'm not a coder, obviously, but I have a very competent partner, Ice Rain, who do mostly the codes for, for our stuff. So I think it's very interesting. And because I'm a designer uh, on, on daylight, right? My day job is a graphic designer. I think the process is very interesting, you know, because it's not quite the same to art, but maybe into design, like graphic design or like product design even for the workflow between the uh, degenerative artists. So yeah, that's, that's for me, <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, fascinating. I mean, I was thinking about your FX hash uh, drop that you did, which you were just referencing. Was that hard for you to get started? Like for me, it's just like, like, did you know anything about how to uh, do something like a FX hash drop? Like, how long did it take you to figure it out? Like, I assume you're like the rest of us where, you know, starting out, maybe it was, you just didn't know anything. Like, how long did it take you to go from knowing nothing about it to putting out a drop? Hmm, that's a really good question, actually. Because who, I think it was Ice Rain that came you know, like, um, do the initiative to to create code based on my artworks, like, a couple of months ago, like, maybe, like, three three months ago, I think. And he posted a couple of his iterations of my work, but through codes. So I think that's kind of interesting. And I already got captivated because I, lo I really love Zenkin, but not his work, actually, but his writing on his caption, you know, on the caption of his works. I think that's really good. And it naturally drove throw me in into the rabbit hole of degenerative art, right? So, uh, yeah, so I do have some kind of affiliation into the world of generative art. And then I made this guy by pure accident in, in, in Twitter. He posted a couple of my iterations through codes, and I think that's very fascinating. And then, you know, just trying to talk between the two of us. And yeah. Uh, for the first time, it's not quite hard because the first project that we do, the the simple, the simpler one, perhaps only took like three weeks, I believe, from designing through codes and then through the iteration testing. But on the second one, it's much more harder, I think. It took maybe like a full two months, I think, to, to figure out things, um, Adrian. So if you ask me, it kind of depends on what you do if you're doing the 100 percent code like we what we did the two of us it will be take a lot a lot of more time you know 
But if you're doing the image composition, which is not really 100% code, but using a library, like you're using a PNG and then just compose it into your image and in your iterations, that would be much faster, I think. Like maybe like you could do it like practically two weeks, maybe. Uh, fascinating. So I guess having a programmer there to kind of guide you through it probably was super helpful, I imagine. And you do see the difference. I mean, you saw it with Die With The Most Likes too, with his first FX hash was kind of more simple. And then you could tell the second one uh, was more, I guess, complex and maybe a little more ambitious once he knew he, what he was dealing with. Um, so yeah, and that last one you did was pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. How about you, Santiago? What's exciting you right now? And again, anybody requests to get on stage and put out like 100% if you are trying to get on and I'm just missing your uh, message here. But Santiago, if you're still there, uh, what's exciting you these days? I spent all night making prompts for AI that I I make better by I throw them to the chat GPT and ask it to to make the, make them more detailed or go one way or other or variate them so they are getting thick <laughs> and strange by the action of the chat and I'm also always drawing and doing my more traditional stuff and combining both. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool how you do a lot of the different uh, different things. Uh, like, you know, you're not, you know, you do your abstract work, but you're not afraid to say do AI projects as well. In a sense, like I think it's kind of crazy for people to pigeonhole themselves or to limit themselves to just one sort of strict little thing when you have such revolutionary things like AI going on. Tell me just quickly, just as a quick follow-up, you do a lot of abstraction. Are, is AI working into your abstraction at all? I, um, I, I released a little collection, an object that is uh, me trying to get the AI, the AI to make similar things to my work, to my abstract work. And that, that's part of it. And before that, I used some mature output to make it like little pieces of my work. But it has been like, uh, like very slowly integrating it to my work first because of, of um, it was welcome but not that much and there was some madness and arguments on Twitter at first it, 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 we, uh, we didn't know it will it would last this long and become uh, as we see it now like kind of I think, uh, as you said, that is already behind us, right? I think it was like a new conversation, maybe, or at least for me. So I tried to go slowly. Yeah, very cool. That's very cool. Uh, well, yeah, again, I'm trying to figure out how to use AI in all sorts of different aspects, but there's almost too much to figure out these days. So you almost just got to pick your battles 
and maybe one day I'll, you know, focus on AI for three weeks or something. Uh, is anybody else out there? Uh, we have a couple of speakers. Uh, it'd be great to just hear from other people. Uh, yeah, I, I was about to tell you. Another cool thing I have been doing with this is something Xerox gave me the idea to, and also Zero Test was doing something with it too. That is just asking the chat, uh, the AI chat to make um, P5GS sketches and watch what comes. Like give it a couple of ideas and see what it comes up with and it can be surprising. It makes like awesome stuff. So if I have you, if I understand you right, are you saying use like GPT chat to create prompts for the AI? You No, uh, yeah, that's the first thing I told you when I started talking, but now I'm saying asking the chat uh, GPT for a P5CS sketch. So it, it gives you the code of a visual artwork with sh just some kind of hints or ideas you throw there verbally. So it's fun to see what it, it brings. Sometimes it's just uh, too simple or noise, but sometimes it integrates functions I don't even know because I'm a real noob at P5. It makes code art with just telling telling it two or three things. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, I now I want to try that out. That sounds great. Uh, to if I again, if I understand you right, uh, to try. I think. Go ahead. I think that in your case, you could just sit in the chat and ask the chat. Uh, for instructions to do manually uh, a work uh, integrating your silk screen and, and the paint, how you do it, but it's telling you uh, a series of, of steps that would be fun, like like a, a manual for your work day at art. Just an idea. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. That's totally fascinating. I, yeah. Okay, well, how about anybody else? Someone help me here. Uh, are there anybody else that wants to speak? I'm trying to figure out this Twitter spaces. Look at all these people. Surely, come introduce yourself. It's kind of like the first day of class here. Although, I don't know. And just come introduce yourself. Is, do a meet and greet. Any, anybody. Um, let me just invite. Oh, here's a speaker. Brave, thank you. Drank Frizetta, thank you. This is great. We got oh, a request yeah. over here. All right, go, go. So tell us, t tell us what you're working on, Brave. Uh, you do pixel art, right? You do these great little pixel artworks. Uh, hi, Poco. Hi, Meg. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I've been working uh, since the. I mean, I think it's April from. Um, on Hiketnank and my friend Silks, uh, he's like one of the first pixel artists that I know on Tezos. And he started to do like the mix with uh, pixel art and bits 
we have some EIL friends that make the beats for us. So uh, I got addicted to to pixel art because uh, I mean I, I think for everyone pixel art is like uh, a mix of nostalgia and also how these little pixels can 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 make the scene how how the details. So I've been a bit uh, addicted to some artists. Uh, I, I my my whole life I love pixel art, but I never thought that I would be able to to make it. Uh, and when I started Hikatnunk, uh because of silks, and was like a discovery, because as I graduated in law, you can see that there is no no connection. And my my I always love art. I always follow pixel artists, so I I kind of. Um, have some inspirations on pixel art. I mean, there's names that you, when you talk to another pixel artist, they you say, oh, I love her, like Vanilla or Six uh, VCR, she do NFTs too. So I, I right now, I, I been through, through phases because for me it was like, uh, like a beginning of everything. I, I, a hard time before I could uh, call myself an artist and thanks to some collectors and friends I made in the NFT space I, I can tell now I can't do anything else so I, I think right now I am trying to discover like a mix of painting, abstraction and pixel art because I think when you mix this thing together um, even in small small scenes you can make like uh when you get closer to the scene you see there's no way possible that these little pixel make this whole difference so i'm not posting uh, anything on my twitter right now because it's like uh i very um i i don't know the word but it's like i charge myself too much when i do stuff so I draw every day, all time, and I I am like a pixel art addict. I of course uh, I found uh, if you if you remember uh, the early in this time, uh, for me it was like a, a blowing mind uh, of ideas because when I got to Hikatnak, I remember to talk to Silks about how is possible that all this kind of art and I never heard about is like you got this, uh, this is how bot at uh, the first time my mind was what's this and we got had the rockets and it was like a mix of 3d and and glitch and it's like was a, a explosion of my mind I, I can can just say anything that describe better the the feeling of is growing the the Hikatnunk platform and you see I, I mean abstract and everything of course I, I do I went to museums but was nothing feeling like that I, that is so interesting I mean like in a sense the the hen days, it, I kind of came after, like, I'm almost, I'm almost exactly actually at one year anniversary here. I think it was like December 20th, 21st, when I first minted something. 
because uh, I was sort of slow to figure out the wallet, you know, and I was already on Super Rare, so it was sort of like, I was kind of, but to your point, once I went in, like, I think what's so amazing, and I was, I guess, mostly on object is how I kind of navigated everything, but it was kind of like you saw pixel art, to your point, is like for the first time it was, and I'd seen Rada's work, so I saw it as kind of high art before, quote unquote, high art, but it, when you see the amount of people that were on object and just the endless, you know, going through other people's collections and everything. Yeah. Like to your point, like it, it has almost its own aesthetic, you know, what's the word? I don't want to say canon, but to, to that effect, it has its own aesthetic uh, values. We might say within the, that platform, which kind of exists outside of it, but it really there. Yeah. There, it, to your point, it was kind of mind blowing a little bit. So what's turning your head? It sounds like you're pretty wed to pixel art right now. Is is that where you're happy to kind of stay? You're mentioning stuff about painting. Is that physical painting or are you talking about digital painting or both? Um, is more like uh, digital painting, but with pixel art, uh, I'm going to tag uh, one of the artists I really love is like, she's not, uh, she's a, uh, uh, NFT artist, but uh, if you if you see her work, is like um, I, I don't know. She have the control of uh, uh, she have the control of the colors and the painting. But if you truly analyze the pixel art itself, uh, when you get closer, is like a painting. Is small, small, small brushes, small. Small blocks of pixels that form the whole scene. Of course, there there is basic, and of course, like the buildings in in her scenes are very detailed. But the 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 things that is is really um, intriguing is how the the pixels in the background and the foreground come form the scene, and is not uh, actually. Uh, making the, the the shape of the object so uh, this this scene in particular is not uh, the way I am describing a bit in the grass but yeah I mean I am in, really in love with pixel art I can tell I tried doodles and stuff but pixel art is like uh, is a therapy because when you start pixel art, I, I always encourage uh, everyone that they want to start pixel art to to just if you want to to be more technician, if you want to be, uh, yeah, I I mean don't get too attached to technician. Of course, you you're going to need to do some things, but uh, when you start pixel art, it can be also like digital art, but without the the restrictions of uh, make something clean or uh, make something something yeah it's it's like an abstraction for me uh, of course i always make uh some some buildings and structures but when you make this scene it's like you lost track of time i most of my days i not working right now uh i leave my job before on hand and it's not always easy to to do it, but it's it's good to be able to 
to keep drawing all day, I most of the time I start to draw in the morning, and when I look to the, to the the sky through my window, it's like it's night already. So I I I, I can say I am very addicted to pixel art. So there's nothing else that I try right now. I tried uh, some coding, but it's not my thing. I'm not in love with coding. I love the results uh, that some friends are having, but it's not for me. But yeah, it's, it's pretty much it. I love pixel art. I'm trying to study a bit of uh, gaming coding because I can think... Uh, I have this idea for a while uh, of uh, RPG for... It's like a mint I want to do in, in the future, but I, I need to study uh, way more. It, it's really... Really, really, really good aggregates uh, when you put together with pixel art. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, if you see an, an example like Gordon, I don't know if you know him. He used to do pixel art on Hikitnuk. He's like making voxel art, pixel art, and he's made in some incredible piece on Superhead uh, using Unit. So I think he's going to give some life to my work. So going to take time. Well, that's, it's it's super interesting what you say. You know, I was telling my girlfriend, if I was to teach a class on digital art, I think I would start with pixel art. And that's kind of what I liked so much about 8 Badoo is it really simplified things to what it was at, like nine big chunky pixels or whatever it was. I guess I think it was three by three. I can't remember. No, it was more than that. It was eight by eight, of course, 8 Badoo. Uh, so, yeah. So to your point, that's where I would start because and then it forces you to think about really uh, important things like canvas size, which in pixel art is like massively important. Anyways, Brave, thank you for chiming in. I'm going to move on just so we can get to know more people here. And Purple Drank, Drank Frazetta, uh, how are things going? What's turning your head these days? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Morning, everybody. Um, cool space, man. Thanks for, for hosting it. Um, I, I really agree with what you guys were just saying about Pixar. Like it, it, it does, it's important to play with a bit because it's like the fundamental, right? You're just trying to build a piece from a few pixels and like finding meaning in those couple of pixels is pretty fun. And then you can, of course, build up to that and get your pixels bigger and high def. But yeah, I would agree with that. Um, for me, I've just been watching this AI and, you know, the debate right now is kind of what's been on the forefront of just my feed and, checking it out and it's, it's interesting to see some of the um perspectives you know at first i was kind of all for it but now I, I i'm starting to see some of the things they're saying it's like not all progress if you're scraping but i love it i love to see these new tools come out and you know these communities kind of get galvanized behind whatever they're believing in is pretty cool as long as it doesn't yeah i don't know uh, it's kind of a, a hot topic there, but for me right now, I'm just working on finishing two things. One is working on the last eight of the Tezos collection, the Fart Boys uh, PFPs that I'm doing, which are like a daily auction. The winner gets to customize it and kind of figure out what they want for their PFP and I'll send it over. And then I just, we're trying to see if we're going to keep going with the Pecos Pepe's that we released, which were the Pixel Collection. We've got to figure out how to, way to get that minted out. 
we had a lot of people mint them and we're just uh working on things like a bounty for mint so there's a treasury in there and if you mint one of the ones that has a bounty on it you can send it to the pecos jail and you can get your bounty for that and i think uh Basaya was the first one that he found one and sent it in there and we sent him out the eth bounty and there's one out now that uh has not been like minted or discovered so if anybody goes there and finds it you can dm me or send it to the jail and we'll send out the bounty for that um, but those are the two things that are kind of on my mind right now just working on some projects as always i got a uh too many unfinished things but um trying to get some tunnel vision here and focus today but yeah i mean that's it for me right now yeah word i hear you on the focus i feel like i have like 15 projects that are 80 percent finished and then, yeah so i hear you there it's hard to focus with all of this stuff that's going on i'm trying to remember if you've done ai like have you released any ai like have you messed around with it at all i assume you have but have you like minted anything I did, yeah. I did a Tezos collection that uh, it's three pound universe on my Tezos, and it's uh, mostly like the story of the trash fight world, which was like teenage mutant ninja rats kind of thing, where it was rats mutated. And there's a collection of those, so that one kind of told some of the story where it was like concept art to that. I think there's there's sixty of them released, which are like akira rats or wizard rats or things like that so i did play around with it and then i released a couple of them for um flex's vending machine which was the void comp test and a couple of others but yeah i did a, a collection of those I, I love playing with AI. i think it's great i've just been trying to make sure that i use it more of a concept artist now instead of uh content artist uh sorry yeah concept instead of content like i wanted to give me the some of these ideas that I have in my head to put on pictures where it gives me some examples and I can take those and use it in my own work. Uh, just use the prompt, especially. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught what, uh, what Santiago was saying. It sounded like he was using GPT, uh, the chat bot or whatever AI bot to create prompts, which I thought was kind of mind blowing. I was also thinking while he was speaking, like, what if you were to just take chunks of novels and put them into AI? Like, I mean, what on earth does that, you know, bring? A uh, final question, Purple Drank. Where are you? Uh, where are you coming in from? Uh, right now, I'm in Virginia. I just moved back to the East Coast. Okay, awesome, awesome. I mean, this is so international. It's awesome. Okay, uh, thank you. And I'm gonna turn over to Ollie Isakowski. I. Uh, Ollie, what's new? I was just on your page here. Uh, how are you doing? And what's turning your head? What's exciting you right now? Hey, <clears throat> I'm good. Hey, class. It's me, Ollie. Uh, I'm just here listening to you guys, cutting up some uh, paper pieces to collage onto some paintings. And... What's interesting me at the moment? Well, I went to a gallery and I see saw some uh, some prints. I think screen prints on paper, and they were so cool. I I wanted to make them too. Like you carve a something on the. I think it's wood, and then you print it on. That was so cool. But I'm not really good at speaking for long times, so. You go well, ahead. 
this is why we're getting you to speak because it's actually, yeah, I mean, it's all practice. It's all putting in the reps, as they say. So I guess a couple of more questions here. First, where are you uh, speaking from? And second, do you go to galleries a lot where you are? Uh, I'm speaking from Finland. And yeah, lately I've been going to galleries, but that's because I'm interested in art for some years now. When I was younger, no, I, I went to a, my first museum when I was like 25 or something. So I'm kind of from the from the countryside, like they say. Yeah, cool. And it looks like you work on a lot of abstraction. Uh, have you been working with AI as well, uh, incorporating it into your work, or have you not gone there yet? Well, on my figurative speed pieces yes i use ai to to bring out the ideas from my mind to image like just like barbara drank said uh, but i should i've been meaning to try abstraction from ai i think i used one piece uh, in one piece i used ai to create a, a sky and i started from there but I've been meaning to. It's really cool tool. The the way the AI makes abstractions is just it's so different from how I make or how others make. So that's pretty cool for me. Yeah, I mean, if I were to be, you know, just let's say focus on abstractions, which I've never actually done, but I mean, my temptation would be to you get the AI to make something, but rather than just, then I would get like my magic wand or fill tool, one of my favorite tools. And then I'd just start to kind of sample some of the stuff, you know, some of the shapes, I guess, that it would create. Who knows what that would do? Maybe that's why I'm not an abstract artist. Maybe it won't look that great. But anyway, okay, well, great to hear from you, Ollie. And and you're in Finland. So yes, great to yeah. hear from you. And come say hi again. I'm going to keep moving here because we're already Thanks. halfway through this. Uh, any final comments? What are you doing for Christmas, Ollie? Uh, visiting, the, visiting the family, so nothing crazy. Hoping to okay. see friends and maybe start a big painting. I have materials, materials home to make. I have canvas and wood and stuff, so I can make like real paintings, which are always cool. Yeah, very cool. And yeah, it's uh, that's what I've been thinking as well is with the break. I'm hoping I can put in more time into the arts. It's always a struggle, right, to get that time. Yeah. So many people work like I mean, and some of the most prominent artists in the space spaces like Charles A.I. couldn't make it because he's working, you know, uh, you know, and even like I think die with the most likes has a job like most of these people, you know, almost everybody, very few people are uh, living. So anyways, the Christmas break is a wonderful time to try and get some more time in. So again, thank you, Ollie, and uh, keep practicing here with us. Let's turn over to Sa Shash, who has been up here for a while. Shash, how's it going? What's turning your head these days? What's exciting you? Hey, hi, Pokobelli. Um, I've been just exploring the NFT art space of late, uh, and I've been super fascinated with everything which is happening here. I think this is like the perfect mix of like art and technology to really revolutionize the art business side of things uh, and also like get it 
make it more accessible and affordable and like a lot of interesting things happening in this space that i find completely fascinating so i spend most of my time just figuring out you know w- what's going on and w- what might happen as well so that's me thanks for having me yeah very interesting i'm just looking so are you an artist i haven't seen so i'm going to your link tree here and are, are you uh, are you an artist i'm trying to find your work no i'm i'm not an artist but you are fascinated by what's going on here i agree with you on the accessibility i mean that's one of the big things that really attracted me uh, to what's say going on in the nft space it felt like you know i uh, i've been in berlin for 6 years and going to galleries i used to like before the pandemic i mean there's almost a weird kind of social pressure that okay you're in berlin now i come from the middle of nowhere canada saskatoon saskatchewan so okay you're in berlin now now you got to get out there and see stuff um but after 3 years of that and then the pandemic hit after that but after 3 years of that i mean there's a sense of over sophistication is almost how i describe a lot of the the feeling the galleries the shows was like it was so conceptual and everything that i felt like the aesthetic aspect and just the fun had almost been kind of removed somewhat i don't does that ring true to you like is that what you mean when you say things are you know are accessible uh, in the nft space yeah absolutely like i kind of feel that these galleries are like post offices in the world of email pretty much like they they can pretend to be meaningful but the 50% that they were taking from artists that's all gone like it's not going to happen anymore like right now everybody will will vouch for independent artists and like what what blogging did to the whole publication industry or what internet did to communication i think nfts is going to do to art and like change the entire landscape and most people haven't really realized you know how many things have changed like a, a lot of people like i i used to be a physical art collector before so i kind of have been through that grind of buying art and i know like beyond accessibility the kind of cost involved with everything like whether it is like storage or like warehousing or shipping or framing or you know the sales side of things and all that jazz right but that that's why like galleries had like a minimum amount of sale that they need to do for art so they couldn't kind of get everybody on board for them to push new artist wasn't always you know uh, favorable uh, for people to discover artists or even connect with artists like i'm I, i've been in the nft space since like pretty much 2017 right but in the nft art space only about a year now so like i'm still exploring a lot of interesting things going on and what i've realized is that that removing that middleman and really connecting with some of the artists that i can now is a game changer like it's at the end of the day i'm a collector but i'm more of a fan right like i'm i'm a fan and for me to be able to speak with artists like one on one on dms or get on calls with them it's insane like that's that's revolutionary beyond all the other tech side of things right like i think just the connection side of things is game changing and 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 they speak to me like a friend like they they speak to me wholeheartedly like the information i get from them is like there is no air around it and 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 yeah i think i think this space like i, I come from a crypto background like i've been in the crypto space since 2016 and i've been investing in it 
but the nft art space is dramatically different than the whole of the crypto space right like it's not like altcoins it's not like the pfp project side of things or the nft as the world sees it as of now like i think i think this will be super cool when like many many people realize that you know you can buy amazing 100 dollar 200 dollar art which will still hold its value over time kind of like looking at it from a monetary perspective i think it's fascinating of the this artistic revolution that we're having beautifully put shash and i was talking to a friend at thanksgiving and he actually isn't he had a gallery he is from more the contemporary art world as i like to contrast it with the digital art kind of nft space and we were talking and it's like you know and there's this also this woman who we're talking to who is like saying like should i buy you know nfts should i get into this and it's sort of like my friend who is a contemporary art dealer he uh, he had bought Robert Rauschenberg, say, like, you know, when it was still affordable. I don't know if he had a Warhol or not, but he had, like, an impressive collection. But for him to get that collection now is basically, like, the train has left the station. But to your point, for a hundred, for, frankly, for five bucks, potentially, you can get some pretty nice art. Like, if you're willing to put 200 bucks into Tezos now, that turns into 250, 300 Tezos, and you can get a pretty cool, like a pretty, uh, you know, already desirable one of one. You could have gotten an Uxine only three weeks ago, you know. So all to say, it kind of feels like that to me. Like in 20 years, like sometimes I feel like, like we all kind of believe in this space, but sometimes I kind of feel like it could be more important than we might realize. And what makes me probably most bullish of all is how strong it is even in the midst of a brutal bear market where people basically aren't making money for the most part. Like 99% of us are not making money, but we continue to show up here. And the art, I don't feel like there's a bear market in the art at all, right? If anything, it's a bull market. So super fascinating what you're saying there, Shash. Do you have any final comments? And where are you uh, calling in from? Yeah, I'm based in Singapore. And like to, I wanted to add something to your point. Um, I think, I think people collect art and kind of they do it because they like it. And I think that is the best utility in crypto in general, right? Like I think people want to force utilities on top of it. Just people buying art because they like to own it and kind of have it in their metaversal galleries like on cyber or just build a collection of their own have memories of you know stuff that they've gone through whatever like i think there are many 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 reasons why art like art is being collected by people but it's it's holding its value simply because a lot of people are transparent as well like because you've bought it and and if it is art that connects with you you don't want to let go of it that easily that's one and the space is illiquid right now like it's not hard to see that, you know, like there, if you try to sell, it may not sell, but price may not go down because everybody's kind of already said what pieces they've bought. If you go to foundation, you've already seen a plethora of collectors who kind of put their names already to the art that they've collected, spoken about it on Twitter. And I kind of feel that, you know, like it's not easy to sell below price and, and they will not sell at like 20% gains. And they're waiting for five years. Maybe they'll wait for six years. And I and after speaking with a lot of people, I feel like 
they 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 don't feeling the bear market unless of course the eth was held in a high quantity and kind of gambled on but that's something else but just from the art side like it's it's really well held its value and it's one of the best like use cases i've seen in crypto after studying like 3000 projects to tell you the truth i couldn't agree with you more it's almost like the whole crypto space could blow up but i still feel like the digital art uh space would survive like there i totally agree with you i think i actually wrote a little essay for my friend's uh, little tiny newspaper thing uh that is i think i called it is digital art the main use case for crypto to your point you know like i think it is the like and of course money transfer is probably the top but in a sense we can do that with other technology we can do that with paypal and yeah okay maybe paypal's kind of complicated but you know we can do that other through other means it's maybe not as convenient or as private or et cetera et cetera but digital art i just don't see another way of doing it without crypto um so anyway super fascinating chash come back please come back um i'm going to keep going here in our final 15 minutes this this has flown by because the conversation frankly this is so great and so uh agor how are you doing? What's turning your head? It's great to see you here. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here because I'm always smiling to hold this space because I see some very familiar face here. And I'm thinking that we are kind of front of a revolution that some friends in next years asked me that you, are, you, you were in Tezos in 2022, really. It's something really ridiculous. Really cool for the next years, I think. Maybe the same thing that people bought Xcopy art curious few years ago. And in my normal life, did you hear me or not? Yes, I hear you. Ah, okay. You're coming in loud loud and clear. Well, maybe you could be a touch clearer, but you're pretty good. We can understand okay, you. Okay, okay. I'm really happy of this. And what I can say, in my normal life, I'm a QR tester. So I'm kind of IT guy and try to spend more time in art spaces and create some community on Tezos in Warsaw. Right, you're in Warsaw and you just visited Berlin. Unfortunately, I was under the gun. I was getting ready to travel to Canada. So I couldn't meet with you, although I wanted to. But I was just, I had to, I thought I had to renew a passport, which turned out I didn't need to renew and that I couldn't fly, blah, blah, blah. I had a ton to do, but you're not that far away. Do you come to Berlin very often? Um, honestly, not, but maybe next year, who knows? Uh, but what I can say, visit Warsaw, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Great idea. Actually, I've never been to Poland. I went to Prague for the first time, which is the most east I've ever been. And I was quite impressed. I mean, it, it was the perfect place to be at Halloween. I didn't even expect, uh, I didn't plan that, but I mean, it was fog everywhere, like medieval castle type structures, torture chambers, which were terrifying. Uh, Prague's a pretty cool visit. So yeah, so anyways, uh, Eastern Europe is very cool. Um, do, final uh, couple of things. So, because I know you're pretty enthusiastic about the space. So a couple of questions uh, in Berlin, did you visit, I think it's Vertical Crypto Art. They have that tiny, not tiny, but a smaller kind of gallery space by Admiral Brooke. Uh, yes, I know about this gallery, but I didn't visit. However, I visit Kenka Summer Gallery. 
have you ever been there? Sorry, what was the name again? Uh, it's a it's a gallery by Ken Kansamer. It's a kind of FAH guy. I see. I feel like I've vaguely. Sorry, what was the name again? Oh God, uh, I must check. I think it's a, you can uh, send it to me. Send it to me. Yeah, uh, after the space. And just a final question. So, what's exciting you these days? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen any art. I don't think that you've made. Uh, but you're a very enthusiastic kind of participant in the space. Like, what's exciting you these days? And if you are making art, what are you up to? I'm excited of collecting art because in Tezos it's a you know, very valuable art for very special price is first thing. And I took that kind of revolution, you know, the generative art and AI art. And if we if we compare about normal art, classical art, is there something new, maybe something more um, interesting for future generation? I think it could be. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, like now that I've been in it for a year, like you kind of get used to it. But when I first got in, I was just happy to put my name on buying these works and that I would be in this a part of this tradition just by like being a collector that there would be a pokebelly in there. I, that's how excited I was. I was like, oh, cool. I can, you know, I'm a part of this even just as a collector. And because like, again, being in it for a year, <clears throat> like you, you kind of get used to it. Like we kind of like it's be weirdly it's become my Facebook, you know, like I get my there's a little red notification thing and I check out the new stuff. And instead of it being portraits of people's cats and their babies, I'm seeing their new art, you know, and it's like so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, anyways, Agar, don't be a stranger. It's great to hear from you. And uh, yeah, I share a lot of what you're saying. And I agree. It, it is, again, we're so close to it that it's it's just normal life for us. But when I came in, I was like, this is a revolution. Like, I want to be a part of this. This is like, it feels very important. And again, it, it'll serve, like, this is digital. So there's no reason for this work not to be around in 700 years, right? So right. anyways, in our closing 10 minutes here, thanks, Egor. And let's turn over to salta.art. Salta, I... Who are you and where are you calling from? Are you doing art? What's exciting you? Uh, hello, do you hear me? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me, Pukobelli. I'm just stumbled randomly into this channel on my way home from work because uh, I'm interested in to get into the generative art space. Uh, my background is actually I'm working as a physician and stumbled upon generative art through my research projects. I was doing Python programming, doing statistical analysis, and working on AI to automate echocardiographic measurements. And uh, doing some tutorials online, I learned programming, and I just loved the idea to make generative art. And I'm just getting into it and trying to uh, learn from other people. It's very interesting to listen to other people like this channel and learn what they're interested in and how they get into the space. So I just find it really fascinating. I totally agree with you. I mean, there's so much going on, right? It's like, oh, there's AI or, oh, you want to be a generative artist or you, like there's, and then like in digital art, there's about 
seven or ten different genres. You could be a ROM corruption, you could be glitch, or you name it. So anyway, so have you experimented with AI? Yes, I actually, I've learned to uh, sign AI, like deep loading algorithms and networks from the scratch as part of my PhD work. And uh, But basically, my art is more like traditional programming and uh, using like random walkers to initiate uh, paths and doing interpolation along these paths and trying to make mostly abstract work uh, because I find them beautiful and especially trying to experiment with different colors. So actually, I'm in my research work, I'm doing AI work, but actually in the art that uh, I'm doing, it's more like traditional programming. I love it. Traditional programming. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it must I, be 2022, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I'm not quite into the lingo, you know. I'm not a programmer by uh, by occupation. I'm just learned through tutorials and through my research work. And my background yeah. is from medicine, so I might yeah. use the wrong terms. <laughs> just, a, just an old-fashioned programmer over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for joining us, Salte. Super interesting, and keep us updated on what yes. you're working on. Thank uh, you for having you me. Know, if you make, do you have any generative art that you've put out yet? No, not quite right. I was interested in listening to spaces like this uh, and listen to other people if they have, uh, like, which kind of platform they use to uh, present their art. I'm uh, actually looking into that right now. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again. Don't be a stranger. And, you know, one one day I'll figure out how to share links here. Actually, there we go. Drank for Zeta shared stuff. This is another thing. Yeah, so I'm just learning how to do spaces here. Uh, so again, thank you, Salte. Let's turn over to Sabato. Thank you. Here's Sabato. Uh, how's it going? And what's turning your head these days? You're always into such interesting things. Hi. So thoughtful. Yeah, so hello and welcome. Thank you. Um, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you're ending your show, but just wanted to say that I love I love your report a lot. It's like, I, you know how like traders like watch Bloomberg or whatever to like keep up? I feel like I do the same with your like artist report. It's It, it makes me feel like I have a real career and I'm not like some degenerate on a computer, you know? Um, but but yeah, um, man, it's been like, there's been some like great art coming out like this week. That kind of has blown me away. Um, and I think today there's like a, a trash art like event. And I'm minting like an open edition for that. Because it's like the solstice. And the trash art gang is like doing like a low-key event. So um, if you look up hashtag trash art, there should be a lot of like open editions and just work that's like really affordable. Um, but one... One artist that like really blew my mind this week was a Brazilian kind of video artist, glitch artist called Gabriel Coy. He did like a like a what is it, an an edition on Manifold, and he made this um, video which is called like Hall of the Last, and it's like this futuristic museum where it's like here's the last painting ever made, here's the last book ever written, you know, and it's like we're at a point in history where you, there's no more need for art because everything has been like encapsulated. Um, it's very speculative and I think it's like tongue in cheek in that approach. Um, but definitely worth checking out. And I think that's probably like something that blew me away this week. That sounds super interesting. So I'm actually trying to look that up. Gabriel Coy. Yes. He's a Bra then... Brazilian artist. Coy is K-O-I. I uh, gotcha. Um, let's see if I can find his. 
Yeah, it's Gabriel underscore Koi on Twitter. Cool. Yeah, that sounds very cool. And I like. Yeah, they're only like yeah, thirty go ahead. bucks. I think the manifold. They're on Ethereum, but mm-hmm. they're really affordable for an Ethereum edition. I think it's a, out of ten. So. Um, very cool. Yeah, I'm starting to bring it up. Very cool concepts too. Almost kind of literary, like a sci-fi kind of thing. Hey, how about yourself? What are you working on? What do you, what's are you wrapping up projects? Are you you're still doing your drawing exercises, the Chrome ones, which I love. I missed the last one. I I, I put it on the show and then didn't I didn't have any Tezos and then I went to buy it the next day and it was already 40 35 Tezos or whatever. Uh, what are you working on? What's what's coming up? Yeah, so I got um you know, the drawing exercises were like you're going to continue like in one way or another like I kind of like I've always like loved drawing since I was a kid and I think this year I really found like a groove with deluxe paint and just kind of drawing I originally started messing with deluxe paint because I wanted to do glitch art in there and like mess with my photography but now I just want to draw and make cartoons and just draw these like little scenes I just feel really inspired by just this process so I'm going to keep at it um, and everyone's loving it, you know, like, I, I really appreciate you, like, talking about them on your on your report, too. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep at that. Um, I got some curatorial projects lined up. Um, I'm doing a, I'm helping co-curating a glitch art exhibition with a Future Collective and TIR Gallery that's going to go up on April 20th, so 420. Um, and it's going to be, like, a survey of glitch art, like, I'm working with Shepard Tom and Sky Goodman, who are, you know, we've we've all been kind of glitch art scene together for years. Um, we're all friends and, you know, we're putting together like a really awesome glitch art show. That's going to have like some of the OG OGs, like people who invented this shit, like in the seventies and eighties and theorized about it. Like they're going to show some work and we're going to get people from, you know, the glitch artist collective on Facebook from the 2010s to show work. And we're going to have people from the, the, the Tezo space as well. And we're going to mint original works. We're going to have archival works and kind of like, historical work so i'm really excited about that project um and you know there's some other things i'm cooking up i can't quite talk yet about it because it's not official but you know like curatorial things um so hopefully that those things pan out and i'll just be at it like a lot of my pro my my process as an artist just to be experimental so i find like new things to play with and i try to break them and you know see where it goes from there yeah, I think it's super interesting, actually, that you're working with some of these artists from 2010. I mean, I was talking to a guy just the other day who's basically a video digital artist, but he never got in on the crypto side of things. And there's a touch of feeling left out, like these people, you know, like they don't, you know, appreciate history and basically those that came before. So anyways, I think it's, it's sort of what he was saying. And I think that's kind of maybe half true, uh, but I think it's awesome all to say that you're kind of bringing in some of these people you know maybe tumblr artists and whomever else oh definitely before tumblr too you know right Um, like yeah what what was before tumblr in a sense like i was there but i I don't know if i was on that site like it's almost stuff like i don't even remember what it was called it's like the equivalent of kind of art station you know maybe art station was way back then i don't know you know honestly i think these were the first kind of community groups because for me like when i I started glitch art in 2011 like that's kind of when i started with that kind of specific art and i didn't know anyone until around 2014 because people on tumblr were like oh go to the glitch artist collective on facebook like there's like a community there um but before that i think it was very much like very localized to like academic spaces or kind of like 
more underground, like IRC networks. Like I know there were like net art groups and collectives and things going around, but I don't think it was anything that was so central, you know, like social media where it was like easy to find and accessible to anyone. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I mean, it's funny. I was on super rare, like in 2018, but I didn't know what it was. You know, like it, I didn't figure it out till 2020. And that was more through just getting into crypto and trying to get rich quick. And then I was like, oh, I should get on once I understood what super rare was because I was doing digital before that. And so anyways, so it's all very interesting. Sabato, thank you for joining us. It's I love your work, those drawing exercises. What I love about it is you kind of take that tech and like you say, you can do the simplest composition ever. And just by virtue of the tech, it kind of just becomes kind of interesting if you know what I mean. So yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate you collecting and, you know, all the support too. So um, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and final thing, where are you calling from? I think it's Seattle. Is that where you're No, from? I'm, I'm in Western Massachusetts. So I'm right. close to Boston, right. like in the cold. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. almost I was just in Saskatoon and in degrees, it was minus Actually, it felt like minus 42, but it was minus 32 when I was there two oh weeks God. ago in Celsius, which is pretty epic. Uh, is so that anyways, where you grew up? That's where I grew up. Yeah, I stayed there till 25. Oh, wow. And then I moved to Montreal for eight years, Toronto for four, and I've been in Berlin for six. So Wait, what I brought, can I ask what brought you to Berlin? Like, that's a big jump going from, yeah, I felt from Montreal to Berlin. I wasn't making any progress in uh, the scene in Canada. Canada's a really tricky place. It's almost like my kind of joke is, you know, if Neil Young stayed in Winnipeg, he'd basically be, you know, busking outside of the liquor board store, uh, you know, still. like, And so yeah. a lot of Canadians kind of have to go and make it somewhere else in order to kind of be... Uh, embraced by Canada to a certain degree. I mean, I'm speaking with a painting with a broad brush here. No, I mean, it's true with Brazilians too. Like I'm originally from Brazil and I, you know, it's, I think it's like without Hick and Dunk, like, for example, like it, it'd be really hard for a Brazilian artist to kind of break into an international art scene without being in New York or LA or Berlin or London, you know? Well, totally. Like, yeah. and if you're like loving the digital scene, like I feel like I could move to a small town in Italy and it wouldn't be a problem. Whereas, you know, when I was moving to Berlin, it's like I have to go somewhere where it's going to work out for me and potentially, you know, this sort of idea. So, yeah. So anyways, fascinating to talk. And as we wrap up here, uh, let's go to Joe Good Goodwin. Joe, how's it going? Yeah, uh, what's, what, up? what's turning your head? What's up? Uh, I want to say I'm from Uzbekistan and I'm a conceptual artist and... Um... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I see your YouTube videos. It's so great. Thank you for this. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of funny. That whole thing started just kind of pretty kind of randomly. I always kind of wanted to do it, uh, but it was doing it on Spotify. And then Chi Moscow, who's actually, he's Hologram Gallery. They're actually putting together uh, a show in January. And he chimed in and said, you should do this on YouTube. And then I did. And yeah, so anyways, and here we are. And here I'm talking to you right now. Uh, so do you have any art? Sorry, go ahead. Do you have any, do you have any art on the blockchain at all? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I share? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, so we know what you're doing here. Okay. It's actually, yeah, it's great that we can actually post these links here. Because it does give us a visual. 
right? If people are talking, because otherwise sometimes talking about art, it's a little tricky without the visual. So we will wrap up here with Joe, with Joe Godwin's work. Where are you calling in from, Joe? Oh, you're Uzbekistan. Yeah, Uzbekistan. it's Central Asia. Yeah, wow. What time is it in Uzbekistan? Uh, now, 9.34. Like PM, right? PM, yes. Yeah, wow. That's totally awesome. So, okay, and there we go. The Goldilocks Zone. And that's a video. So everybody can click on that. Joe, as we wrap up, what are you going to do for Christmas? What's the plan? Uh, I don't know. We don't... Uh... We don't have a Christmas, you know. We have a Happy New Year. Is that right? Okay, I, yeah. Here I am coming with my Western assumption. Yeah, that's okay. Merry Christmas, that's okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I think uh, I opened my space, and we we would talk about philosophy, and maybe that's all. Yeah, that sounds like a a good use of your time. Sounds great. Okay, well, I'll check out the link, everybody. Joe. Goodwin just posted his link to some of his work. And Joe, don't be a stranger. It's great to have someone from Uzbekistan chime in here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is great. I'm going to keep it at an hour. It's like, what a crowd. There's a ton of people here. So thank you for joining. And Thank you, too. Yeah, it's been great. I, I'm thrilled. So let's see if I can get some music as we go out. There we go. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye.